You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I am your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gapney. And we made it through 2018. We it's did. 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jason T. Gapney. Happy New Year, Kevin Held. Did you have nice holidays? I did. Good. Uh, Why? Why? Tell me about them. I got to see... I'm soliciting information here. I got to see a lot of family. (laughs) Good. That's nice to hear. I saw family too. We also have something new in our studio. Absolutely. We have a brand new setup, thanks to my beautiful husband, Nicholas, uh, gave us some fantastic new equipment for for Christmas. Every episode of our 40 episodes up to this point, we have been recording on one microphone that we share together, giving each other side eye. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Side eye all the time. All day, every day. And now, <laughs> I get to look at your beautiful face. Yay. From across a, you know, small space. <laughs> <laughs> We're like now three feet away as opposed to three inches. Inches away, sharing yeah. the same uh, breath. So this yeah. way, now that now when I get a, a cold, I won't immediately give it to you <laughs> upon <laughs> recording. You'll just give it to me when you hug me. Generally, yeah. No, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you for sure. But it'll just take a little <laughs> longer to reach you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're still going to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> no question about it. Everyone who encounters me gets a little sick somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't thank my husband enough for that. It really changes this experience now looking at you like this. It's wild. Yeah. So I hope this the audio is good. I'll be playing around with making that sound right now that we're, you know, not on a mono, we're on a stereo situation. Stereo baby coming I mean, to you live. I'm going to give you mono. Oh. But in stereo. I don't know if I've ever had mono to be actually honest. You're about to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's had mono. I'm sure. But he didn't get it from kissing anyone. <laughs> I don't know why I said I'm sure he has had mono. <laughs> Your yeah. husband's a slut. Yeah. I'm sure he had mono. Matt strikes me as someone who's had mono. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the best part is I don't think he got it from kissing someone. I think he got it from sharing a glass of water. Well, sure. Mono's called the kissing disease, but I don't think it's spread by kissing I'm very much. I'm pretty sure actually. you're supposed to get it from kissing. You're supposed to? Is that yeah, the, the appropriate like a way? of passage. I like what you've done there because it used to, that used to be taboo. But now you're like, that's the appropriate way to yeah, get it. I mean, I have kissed a lot of people and I, I know have you not have. gotten mono, so I feel a little rejected. Really? By a disease. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, get over here, big I'm boy. so weird. We'll fix that situation right now. I've already kissed you, but I don't have it by now. I have. No, no, I have it. Oh. You and I'll give it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have lots of diseases. So you're you're Mono Kevin, like Typhoid Mary. That's exactly yeah. right. I'm like that, yeah. <laughs> Although, name it, really. <laughs> I just have to decide what to, to present to you right yeah. now, and then I can. Oh, it's like okay. a file folder. It's, a, it's like a cabinet? Yeah, I just bring one forward. I love it. Whatever you want. <laughs> but you no. want it, you got it. <laughs> uh, Diseases. So, yay. How was your New Year's? What did you do? We flew back from Boston, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So you spent the Christmas with your family and then came back. We spent, actually, we spent Christmas 
in a plane going to my family. Right, true. <laughs> and then we spent the rest of that week with family and, and celebrating the loss of a loved one and mm-hmm, and also sorry. celebrating the love of those who are not lost. Sure. And uh, played a lot of games, celebrated, remembered a lot of good times. It was good. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah. And then New Year's Eve, what'd you do? We got back at 7.30 at night. Uh-huh. We got to, back to the Burbank Airport, very fancy. Oh, lovely. Yeah, That's the good one. I know. So we celebrated the East Coast New Year's because all my family and friends on the East Coast were celebrating, so I was FaceTiming them and being like, you made it. Mm-hmm. We still haven't. <laughs> and then three years later, Matt and I, almost unconscious, were watching TV. Three years later? Not three. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long year <laughs> already. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but three three hours later, we then celebrated our version of New Year's, which right. was us just on the couch by ourselves being like, we did it. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> That's cute. What'd I'm you always do? interested to hear how people ring in, the, where you are when the New Year comes around, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was funny. I was able to get away for the whole week of Christmas and afterwards and didn't Yay. come back until like the second. So I was with my family on New Year's Eve. But since it's been such a long time since I've been able to celebrate New Year's Eve with my family... I don't know what happened, but I guess they just got old in the last 10 years. <laughs> and so what we did was we went over to my aunt's house and at 9 o'clock rang in the new year because that's when it happened in New York. So we were having dinner and they decided to, you know, do the champagne. We were watching the live feed on CNN yeah. of the thing. And when it was midnight in New York, it was now midnight for us too. So at 9 o'clock, it's the new year and everyone wants to go home and go to bed. And I'm like, oh... <laughs> You're like glad I was here. Yeah, but it was really really fun, and I, I but I had forgotten that I did not know. I was like, so what do we do for the next three hours? But I I, I watched it again with yeah. my sister on a different channel <laughs> when it happened in actual California, and that was wonderful. And Were then, you the only two still awake? Yeah. Oh yeah, by far, by like hours. <laughs> and uh, we hope that everybody who is our listener had a wonderful, happy New Year, and that 2019 brings only good things to you. Yes. This is going to be an entire year of bright sides. Oh, it's going to be baller. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of plans. Already started 2019 with a fantastic bright spot. Shall we talk about it? Jump right in. All right. Our bright spot this week, the very first bright spot of 2019, it holds a special place in my heart, okay? Because it starts at a Starbucks. Oh. Yes. Nicole McNeil is a barista in a Starbucks in DuPont, Washington. Yes, Nicole. And last year in 2017... She noticed that one of her regular customers, a man named Vince Villano, okay, looked increasingly dour on the mornings when she would see him, right? And as happens, now you don't frequent Starbucks like I frequent Starbucks, no, but I, I you don't. get to know your baristas and they get to know you too, and it's a very sweet thing. She asked him what's going on, you know, over time, because they'd had interactions as a customer and as a barista for a long time. And he actually sat down and said that he had polycystic kidney disease. He sat down with her at the Starbucks. Oh, God. And it was an incurable genetic condition that causes cysts to form on his kidneys, and he needed a kidney transplant, and that's why he was in a bad, you know, mood. Oh, yeah. Which a person could understand. She was heartbroken about this. This is Nicole McNeil. And that evening told her husband about it, Justin. And without any hesitation, Justin said, well, I have... Two kidneys. He only needs one. And over time, they tested. They got to know each other. Last week, they have went into surgery. Justin donated a kidney to Vince. And both men are healthy and doing well. I love that. And it's because of Starbucks. 
<laughs> I don't have a problem with Starbucks. I know you don't have a problem with Starbucks, but I just think it was an incredible act that happened this week. This small concern for somebody that you see often led to saving that person's life. Yep. And that happened this week, and I think it's our bright spot. I love that. That mm-hmm. is a great bright spot. Absolutely. What a great way to start season two of The Bright Side. <laughs> oh, is that what we're calling it? Sure. I, I mean, I figure that's what it is. I like it. Every it year is a new season. That, wor- that works for me. Season two. Let's begin it. Yeah? Yes. Happy New Year, everybody. Shall we jump into the meat of the show? Yes, let's get meaty. All right. Every week we talk about a tragedy because, you know, bad news is very easy to find. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. It's going to end well. We're going to find the bright side of what are we talking about today, Jason T. Gaffney. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. Kiss at midnight. Welcome, you're on the bright side. Oh, well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought we started over. <laughs> new Year, new me. Okay. Have Exciting. you figured it out? Resolutions? Yeah. Really? We're going to talk about the New Year resolutions. Fantastic. It's okay. It's tragedy. Is it really? Well, in a way. So do you have any resolutions? No. I don't either. I don't do the resolution thing. We'll get to the why most people don't. Oh, most people don't. They don't. It's such a big thing. It's most people shocking. Don't. Yes. Okay. okay. So, my family actually used to do New Year's predictions and hopes and dreams. Hold it was on. never a resolution. Hold on now. Wait. Are we doing another theme episode? Yeah. That I didn't even know about? It's a surprise theme episode for the New Year. Theme. I love it. All Happy right. Happy season two. <laughs> I, start, I figured we'd start off with a bang. Yes, we should. Literally. I already fireworks. did. Fireworks. Before I got here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um... So, yeah, my family used to do New Year's predictions and hopes and dreams. I like that. Never resolutions, because we didn't want to put pressure on ourselves. We wanted to encourage ourselves to do things, but it was never like... We figured out pretty early on, mm-hmm. like, if you resolve to do something, you're probably going to fail it. Sure, and then you, but then you'll compound it with feeling bad about yourself, too. Yeah, and then you feel shitty, and it just is a fail, fail, sure. fail. So, basically, every year, what we would do is we would read last year's hopes and dreams, see what happened. Oh, you write them down. Yeah. Nice. Then we would write the new ones down, read those out loud, and then again, we re- revisit the next year. Okay. And it's it's just kind of the cycle. And That's awesome. I love that, because when you're like eight, you're like, this year, I will convince my parents to get me a dog. I definitely wrote that. <laughs> Like five years in a row, and it did not happen. But then it did. And it you, did, eventually. Yes, yes. One day, your New Year's prediction came true. It did. What I wanted to find out, though, was mm-hmm. does your family have any tradition of resolutions? No, we talk about, uh, we do a similar kind of thing. We don't write it down, because we're not writers. Uh, we're talkers. You're a writer. Well, it's my family, thing. I'm saying our culture is, we're yeah. talkers. So, you uh, have an oral tradition. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I cannot say. In my family, I have an oral tradition. <laughs> Our oral game is strong in my family. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud you of myself. Sick right asshole. <laughs> okay. But we talk about uh, predictions, happy predictions. Great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's, see, that's very similar. It is, yeah. yeah. But we don't write it down, so I can't look at it in a year and be like, oh, no. Oh, no one was right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,. I've never really participated in the whole New Year's resolution, new me thing. Uh-huh. I decided to look up the history of it, though. I love it. Because it's the new year. I didn't even think like... that that was a history thing, but okay. Oh, there's a history. Of New Year's resolutions. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a plausible time to make a new, you know, to make a resolution that, you know. Right. Even though January 1st is just the next day after December 31st, it always feels like this something new... actually new. Yeah. When in reality, it's just you fuck up on the, on the dateline. 
on on your checks yes. for about three months. <laughs> That's what changes. It's actually about eight months for me. <laughs> by the time I get used to it, yeah. then it's like, oh, shit. Right. So I actually was shocked to find out that New Year's resolution originated back over 4,000 years ago in Babylon. Wow. That's even that's before they even had years. I know. Wow. So the uh, Babylonians mm-hmm. and ancient people sure. would celebrate a celebration called Akitu. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it would take place in March, yeah. which was the start of the new year back then because it was spring and thus well, they didn't have time. Sure. They didn't have the zero yet. Yeah. So they didn't know when to start. They were like, okay, um, plants are growing. New year. Oh, it's new. Yeah. yeah, I like it. yeah that makes a lot of sense to me. That's a new plant. It's a new baby. <laughs> <laughs> so Akatu would take place over 12 days and mm-hmm. it was when the new king would always be crowned. Or, if there was already a king, then they would be like, we love you, king. Keep rocking it out for another year, babe. (laughs) That was what they did. I love it. So, as I'm sure you're thinking, Mm -hmm. that doesn't have anything to do with resolutions. I was just thinking that doesn't have anything to do with resolutions. Right. Okay. Well, the festival did more than just suck off the new king. Great. They would celebrate spring, and they would take time to make promises to each other that would basically settle up disputes in the past or Uh things that they owed. Okay. Uh, basically, things that would make them better people. I see. So they're like, they're like, new king, new me, new everything. Yeah, we're square. Yeah, and I don't owe you those chickens anymore. Yeah, I used to owe you a lot of chickens. Now we don't. But I'm giving you three chickens, and now we're good. You just run out the clock till March, and you're all set. Yeah, <laughs> I think they tried to pay back people, but it, uh. some of them anyway. <laughs> so they worshipped some gods, right? Sure. Some gods. I don't know what they ah, were. I couldn't find it. They, yeah. It was like, I found Akatu, right? So yeah. we'll give it to that. Babylonian gods. All right. Look, people, let's not get too in the in the weeds, okay? <laughs> God. What, history? What? <laughs> so they worshiped some gods and said, basically, I'll be a good human if you please, God, make me happy and give me everything I want. Sure. Um, and You're saying that like it's weird. Weird. Or like blackmail to the gods like in order for me to be good you have to give me shit well i mean you know if you want me to be good then i can only be good if i'm happy and if i'm right. gonna be happy then i need a car okay a new car a new car this year otherwise i will not be happy all right that's gonna take and like, you want me happy don't you that's like 10 hundred chickens 10 hundred chickens <laughs> that's fine we don't know math <laughs> we, we haven't invented years or math yet <laughs> I'm just a Babylonian. (laughs) So the other side of the coin was that if they didn't keep their promises to pay people back, be a better person, etc., the gods would get pissed off and then they would not receive their favor. (gasps) They would be like, you're a bad human. Okay, so I'm getting this. This is the very beginning of like... God is going to punish you if you aren't good. Yeah. I and just, God will reward you if you are. I just like the idea of people being like, I need incentive to be good. And I'm like, I just like being good because I don't like feeling like I'm a shithead. Oh, you're so great, Jason. I'm not always perfect. Oh, Jason T. Gaffney doesn't need anything to make him nice to people. I mean... Wait, I sound like an asshole. <laughs> I like seeing people smile. <laughs> So, all right, the Babylonians truly thought that this was the only way that they would be able to keep the world spinning. Oh. Akatu. They needed to celebrate Akatu. Otherwise, end game. Sure. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. The planet explodes. Well, I'm glad they continued celebrating it. Yeah. Because here we are. Can you imagine if, like, they woke up the day after it was supposed to start and they were like, ah, shit. We all forgot about... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, so another culture that had a very similar deal with worshipping the new year at the start of the growing season were the Egyptians. Mm -hmm. So they would have theirs in July, however, because that was when the Nile would flood and would bring growth everywhere. Well, it's kind of the same concept then. Yeah. Okay. Very similar deal. All right. They would... I like that. This is good. I mean, that's human ingenuity at work before the zero happened. Right. Then we don't, because we don't know when is when and we know what's going on. They're just like, the Nile is flooding. It's time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when I start flooding, I know it's a celebration. You are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. New year, new me. Oh, Lord. Yeah. When Jason starts flooding, it's time to run. Flee, yes. Yeah. There's anyway. no celebration in that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically they would say thanks to Happy, who what? the god Happy. Happy? It's H A P I. Happy? Hop? I don't know. I like Happy. I'm gonna go with Happy. Yeah. I, I I feel like he's a hobo with a bindle. <laughs> An Egyptian hobo. Hey there, Happy. Riding I'm the raft. Feeling real good, and I'm gonna be a good person this year. <laughs> oh yeah? Well then I'm gonna give you a coin. <laughs> Well, I, I won't then have you attacked by asps. <laughs> Go away, asp. <laughs> Happy commands it. <laughs> Happy is like this redneck from the South. Me too. I love it. The it's Egyptian so South. Yeah. Hey, there's a Memphis in Tennessee. I love it. <laughs> so basically, um, they beg Happy to give him, the people, lots of success and money. Food. Please, Happy. <laughs> To basically give them money, food, and military might. Okay. Because, uh... I can't believe his name is Happy, but I'm good with it. Yeah. All right. So, okay. The Egyptians also were not the only other culture that celebrated this kind of New Year tradition, right? Absolutely not. Because we're still doing it now. As we learned from our delightful Christmas episode... It was delightful. Traditions die hard. I listened to it with my mother. Ah. Mm Mm-hmm. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Kathy. Hello. (laughs) Oh, dear. It's Christmas. No, it isn't. It's not <laughs> 2019. It's a mere 50 weeks till our special Christmas episode. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> so, tradition die hard, right? Uh-huh. And the Romans hate to be left out. Sure. Or to allow for the holiday. Have you ever not invited a Roman to a party? No. It's a bad idea. What happened? You have to invite all the Romans. What happened? They will fucking knife you to death in the Senate. Did they invade you? That's what that was about. Did they invade all of you? <laughs> That was the party. 300. (laughs) That's a bit of a gangbang, actually. Um, So the Romans basically were like, we're not going to let this holiday remain where it is. So they hijacked it, like all good... Well, they're Romans. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, the Romans originally only had 10 months every year, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. With about two months worth of days Mm -hmm. just missing from the calendar. Okay. They would still exist, but they're like, this isn't a part of our calendar. Really? It was weird. That is weird. It's the Roman weird. Calendar and I didn't understand it. And if I'm wrong, add us, and I won't feel blamed because I would really hard on this. All right. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, the basic idea is that sometimes had, days would happen and yeah. they would exist outside of time for the Romans. And yeah. they were like free days and you could it's do like whatever you wanted. Calories don't count over Christmas, right? Right. Exactly. I'm like, you're a liar. Nothing you do. It's like a purge day. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I'm for it. <laughs> All right. March would be their first month. Okay. Right. Around 700 BCE, they would add the other months to the calendar, the two mm-hmm. other months. But March was still the and those beginning are July of July and August, are they not? What, was it those months? I think so, because there was Julius and Augustine Caesar. Augustus. Julius and Augustus I think you're right. I, that, That's why I, what I heard recently was that like October, like September 
October, November, December, right? These are like Septimus, Octavius. Well, no, they're they're like Octo. Oh, Octo was eight. Be, yes, it used to right. be eight, nine, ten, and eleven, right? Or eight or six, or seven, eight, whatever, whatever they are. December and ten. December dec- would be ten. ten. Yeah. And then they added July and August to to honor Julius and Augustus. Like gasp. Yeah. Look but then it made September, October, November, and December not make any sense in terms of where they lay in the calendar. Nothing ever makes sense. The Romans. <laughs> <laughs> we know Jason's drunk. It's five thirty, and Jason is drunk. Okay, and a beautiful day. Uh, so I got here slightly after cocktail hour today. Yeah. All right. So now that we know which months were added, yeah, thanks to I'm me. Very excited. I know. Look at you, new year, new you. Now we contributing things. some information yeah. to the podcast. That's crazy. So March was still the front of the pack. Okay, March is still like I'm in charge. I'm March. <laughs> If you don't like it, then march away. Yes. Bye-bye. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't be until about 153 BCE mm-hmm. that the Roman Senate would be like, we figured it out, guys. Mm-hmm. January is the start of the year. Oh, cool. They they figured it out. Absolutely. And uh, But many Romans were like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's March. And March was like, it's me! It's me! I'm the start! I'm the start of the year! Okay. Um, so, okay, enter Julius Caesar okay. about 100 years later, right? Oh, okay. He was like, you people need to respect me. And they were like, what do you mean by you people? And he was like, <laughs> oh my God, Romans. Romans. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, all right, fine. Yeah. You can say it, because you are one. You're one of us. <laughs> So he's like, you people need to respect me, and the fact that January is the start of the new year. Okay. So then he made it the start of the new year officially. Oh. And they were like, okay. And so the 1st of January around 46 BCE was officially the new year. Okay. And he- Hey, he says it, it goes. He's the emperor. That's how it goes. He was like, respect me. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay. Yeah, we respect you until we kill you on the Senate floor. Yes. Murder. You know, because he had a party and he didn't invite them. Yeah, I know. That was that whole thing. He it was well. To be fair, they thought it was on March first, and he had. A, he said it's a, it was a New Year's party. Yeah, right. <sighs> and if they if he if they had just paid attention, <laughs> then they would have known when because he thought they just didn't show up. Yeah. But then they murdered him in the Senate, and he was like, "What's this about?" And they're like, "Your party, you didn't invite us." And, and he like was, he's like, "I did. It was a New Year's party." And they're like, "Oh." Our bad. I thought it was March. Ooh, that blood's not going to come out. Bleeding quite a lot. Yeah. Sorry. You're a human pincushion. Hail the next Caesar? Yeah. (laughs) You're going to make a great salad. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, all right. The reason I think that they decided that January was the first month, Mm -hmm. basically, is that January was named after the god Janus. Yeah. Which, of course, I was like, they have a god for the HR department? What? Because I always assumed that Janice was the benevolent HR god and Linda was the satanic <laughs> god for HR, right? <laughs> so it's not true, obviously. <laughs> right, sure. So the real Janice... Susan, the god of time off. <laughs> <laughs> and Phil, the god of oversized greeting cards. <laughs> your, your office gods. So oh. the real Janice basically... Was a two-faced god. Oh, boy. Right? Mm-hmm. Literally, he had two faces. Okay. At sure. the same time. I understand, because of the acid. On one head. Okay. It was like two. Okay. You're welcome. He did a little visual cue for me. 
which I can see now that I'm across from you. Yeah, which is cool. So still doesn't help the podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so Janice basically could look forward to the next year with one face, and he could look back to the prior one with his other. I see. But he never lives in the present, which is kind of sad. And I suggest that he take up meditation for his resolution to be more in the moment. Okay. Do you want to call him or something? I can wait. Yeah. I just got to call HR. <laughs> Can I talk to Janice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the Romans would basically make pleas to Janice about how good they would be, etc., to receive good things. Sure. They're like, like health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Janice was like, get here on time or no health insurance for you. And no sick days. Janice is, she's a hard ass. And Linda was like, I told you I was the good one, but y'all she's, hated on me. She's so a good cop, yeah. Suck it. <laughs> So Linda turned over a new leaf in 2019, it looks like. (laughs) She found herself. Uh So they would spend the first half of the day doing things in honor of the gods Mm -hmm. and being good people. And then they would spend the second half of the day partying their faces off, all of their faces, Mm -hmm. and getting shit-faced and (laughs) fucking, and just a great day. Wonderful. This Um, is New Year's Day. And apparently, yeah, apparently Mm -hmm. they would give each other honey and other sweet things to make the New Year sweet. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, thanks for the sticky stuff, but it's not quite what I was hoping for. Honey is fantastic. Honey is great, but like, you know... It's Don't be not... running down honey. No, okay? I love honey. I'm just like... All right, it's I 43 something... BCE, okay? What what do you want? Like a Butterfinger? No, I want a dick. <laughs> Give them that too. It was covered in honey. Oh, well then... That was then... the whole point. Okay, great. Then it's a dicksicle. <laughs> it's also frozen? That's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. My dick's so cold. Please suck it. Please. <laughs> oh, we've heard that one before, Ted. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh. I mean, sure, it's January, but we're in Italy. <laughs> it's temperate. <laughs> all right. It's cool. It's not it's that cool. Okay. It's it's rock solid. Yeah, oh I know. God. You're hard. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> all right. So I'm calling Janice in HR. <laughs> <laughs> Janice isn't here to take her call right now. Maybe if you gave me more coins and sacrifice. Oh, wow. So as we remember from the Christmas episode, mm-hmm. Christians could not let something that is steeped in pagan tradition exist without their stamp on it, right? Sure. So when they took solid hold of the Romans, they were like, no more worshiping Janice. Right. Linda is your god now. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's Chris. <laughs> Chris is the new god. <laughs> <laughs> so they were basically like instead of celebration and mm-hmm. fucking and honey sure you basically need to just don't, pray a lot you gotta go to church again don't you and God, fast. these people yeah and you should go to confessions why do they and confess stuff how did this work how did this work okay yeah. you've taken all the good hu- Christians explain to me at me if you could all Catholics and tell me you took all of the good holidays where there was a lot of honey and fucking and fucking yeah and you turned them into days of fasting and prayer and brown clothes, and nobody gets to do anything they want to anymore. How did this work? My theory mm-hmm. is that there was a bunch of white men who weren't getting laid, mm-hmm. who were angry, mm-hmm. and they were like, I'm not getting laid. Oh. No one's getting laid. They, I think it worked. I think I answered my own question in my head just now. What? They killed you if you didn't. Oh. <laughs> I'm mean, just remembering the Inquisition. Yes. We'll touch on that All later. right, no need to at me now. Yeah. 
<laughs> or kill me. <laughs> Look, I learned my lesson. <laughs> so the Christians would also make New Year's celebration yeah. now called the Feast of the Circumcision sure. in honor of when Jesus would have been circumcised after his birth on the 25th. You're kidding me. Nope. The Feast of the Circumcision? Yes. They turned New Year's Day into the Feast of the Circumcision? Hooray. Wait, what are we feasting on? No. Don't answer that. Oh. <laughs> So the 1st of January was basically eight days after his birth. Okay. In quotes. Sure. Because of the 25th. Yeah. And thus would have been his circumcision day because that's when babies get circumcised, like eight days afterwards. Sure. Like that's their thing. Although, did Jesus have to be circumcised? I mean, we're getting a little into the weeds on this, but- Jesus was Jewish. He was perfect though, right? Ooh, did he come priest? Yeah. Why, if, if that's the whole point, why would he, the perfect, you know, heavenly conceived one, have to go under the knife? Why would- God make him imperfect? No, he would not. All right, Jesus just, was born circumcised. You Boom. Blew my mind. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, wow, <laughs> Jason's losing his mind. And then, how would they explain that though? This I'm, is the feast of the circumcision. Well, this is the best part. I'm already an atheist, and right. you just made it even more real, more fun. Atheist. Yeah, I'm. That's that's my whole thing. My New Year's resolution for 2019 is to make being an atheist much more fun. <laughs> So here's another great thing. Mm-hmm. So I actually think that they chose the 25th for Jesus's birthday. Mm-hmm. In addition, now that I know this, because they wanted to usurp New Year's Day as well. Wow, as the feast of the circumcision, right? Good lord! All right. Well done, people. So fun fact about me with circumcision. I so want to hear this. <laughs> so I didn't understand what circumcision was when I was a tween. Okay, and I thought that it meant they chopped off the head of your dick. Holy hell. And so you thought you still skin. had that to look forward to? Well, no, I didn't think that they were going to circumcise me later in life. Did you call yourself uncircumcised? Yes. Oh. I was like, my parents did not chop off the head of my penis. You thought because there were they, that many people walking around without the head of their penis? Yes. Wow. And I almost passed out when I was told about what circumcision was. Okay. I thought literally, they're like, they cut off the tip. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh. They didn't cl- specify that it was skin. That makes a lot of sense, actually. And so, and then I talked to my parents and I was like, I'm not circumcised. And they're like, yes, you are. And I was like, what? No, I'm not. See? <laughs> <laughs> I was 17. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, that's a little fun fact for all y'all. Thank you so much for that. All right. So, the Christians would basically stamp out the traditions of resolutions to being good to your neighbors and stuff about good bounty to come, right? Mm -hmm. And basically made it about being the best little Christian you could be. Okay. They're like, no more resolutions to be good to other people. It's being good to God. What? Uh So, don't be best. (laughs) Be best for God. Okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But... The Christians just couldn't shake the idea of being a better person to others in addition to being good to God. So it, it backfired. They uh, were like, we can't. Pesky Christians. I know. So in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. knights would use Christmas and New Year's to take an oath called the Vow of the Peacock. Oh, wait, I like it. <laughs> Basically, hot. back then, the peacock was a noble and sacred bird. Mm-hmm. And from what I read... They would place one or both hands on a live or a roasted peacock to eat because nothing says sacred like cooking up a sacred animal. Very true. And they would renew their vows as a chivalrous person. And they would, of course, still have vows to God, too, but it was starting to crack, basically. (laughs) 
They're like, I'm as I touch this peacock, I reaffirm that I am a good human. I love it. And also, I just like the concept. Nicholas, when we renew our vows, we're doing it over a live peacock. <laughs> the peacock's like, <laughs> I love that. So, all right. So the foundations are cracking, right? People are like, sure. I, I do want to be a good person, not just to God. Well, the Christians are like, I love that the, the Christian church is like, no more being nice to each other for the sake of being nice. Just All right. Be good to God. Wow. Yeah. But some Christians would still be pissy shits about the idea of celebrating New Year's resolutions at all because okay. it was rooted in pagan lore. Oh, even the new version of being better for God was not acceptable. What? Oh, these are the Puritans, You're aren't they? Right. Good We're Lord. getting a reprisal of Good. our friends, the Puritans. Go away, Cromwell. <laughs> Back in your fucking hole. Jesus. <laughs> you have to ruin even the ruining of things. Yeah. <laughs> God. So they hate all holidays, right? Sure. And New Year's is no exception. Why? Why? Okay. Why? They it's hated. Not a, oh. So they hated. <laughs> I hate these people. <laughs> Well, what's funny is they hated Janice so much that they avoided even saying his name, right? Uh In fact, January was called first month to them. No. Because they refused to say Janice. Anything that was based on a god that wasn't their god. Janice is like Voldemort to them. Sure. And will appear out of nowhere. Her very strict adherence to the HR rules. Can rankle some people. It's like into the Biggie Smalls three times. You say Janice in the mirror and she shows up and she's like, you didn't file your tax forms. Where are your receipts from lunch? (laughs) You're not going to get your W-2 this year. (laughs) Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. But even the Puritans fucked up, right? So they were like, we need something to do. Because here we are. (laughs) (laughs) They needed to do something during this time Mm -hmm. because everyone's just kind of like, it's the new year. Right. Um, What do we do? We just... December 31st happened, and now, what, nothing? Nothing, yeah. So they basically told their kids, no celebration for you, Mm -hmm. right? And the kids are like, ah, gee. Mm -hmm. So, but then the parents were like, instead, sit here and think about how... Circumcision. (laughs) 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 And little Mary was like... like a Puritan holiday. She was like, ah. (laughs) Jesus. No, it wasn't a good thing. She's mortified. No, I know. She's traumatized. I was just imagining a, a, a... Little She's girl having a corner. Sure. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh God. All right. So basically, they're like, instead, sit here and think about how shitty of a human you are. Great. And think of ways to be less shitty. Like I don't have enough of that during the year. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Why should today be any different? Yeah. So basically, they wanted to, people to make resolutions to be better Puritans, right? <laughs> sure. But it wasn't just for the year. Like once you started a resolution, you had to do it for life. Sure. So. Around 1722, Jonathan Edwards, who was an American theologian, Mm -hmm. would write down over 70 resolutions for himself over the course of two years once he turned 19. He's like, I'm going to be the very best. Good Lord. I'm going to be the very best. (laughs) Like no one was before. (laughs) Going to put my puritism to the test. (laughs) Puritans. Got to live up to them all. <laughs> this year I caught benevolence. <laughs> I'm gonna have my chastity fight your benevolence. <laughs> chastity, use belt. <laughs> no, that's the critical move. Benevolence, smile harder. <laughs> so odd. Okay. Um, 
So anyway, he, this this asshole, Jonathan Edwards, decided he was going to be the, the god on Earth. Yeah, basically. he would apparently read his resolutions every week to himself to mm-hmm. remind himself to be best. Yeah, alone in his room. Yeah, sounds Delicious. like the most fun nineteen-year-old I've ever heard of. Yeah, my favorite of his resolutions is quote resolved. Never. Oh, he started with that. That's that, terrific. Yeah, he, he's his own high school debate club. Love yeah. it. <laughs> resolved mm-hmm. never to speak evil of any. Except I have some particular good call for it. Oh, unless it's necessary. Yeah. Don't speak bad of people unless it's necessary. Yeah. Sure. Well, so okay. he's like, I can get behind. He's that. like, all right, I'm not going to speak bad about Martha, but except she's a bitch. I really have to tell you about <laughs> how she was at the grocery store the other day, and she was holding hands with another man. She's probably a witch, and we should kill her. <laughs> so, all right, in 1740, mm-hmm. John Wesley. Who is the daddy of Methodism? Oh, yes, daddy. Hello, daddy. Yes, all right. Um, oh, he, of Methodist? Blech. Yeah. <laughs> so he would combat frivolous celebrating of Christmas and mm-hmm. the New Year by introducing church services called quote Covenant Renewal Services. Oh Lord! Celebrating a circumcision isn't bad enough for this guy. <laughs> We must celebrate more. I thought we had it to basically its most awful level. Like, the Christians came up with, let's celebrate and have a feast over a circumcision. That's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's like, no, 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 it's not bad enough. That's too celebratory. Yeah. Basically, he wanted to offer the alternative to partying and being a mess (laughs) to those who wish to be closer to God and better people. Okay. Right? Not at all judgmental, right? Sure, no. Not at all judgy. He's like, I'm not being judgy, but you could be better. (laughs) So. Be best. Yeah. (laughs) To this day, hardcore religious folks will attend these kind of services to renew their vows to God and to make New Year's resolutions during services to be held accountable by God for them. Oh, so this is like contract. So we're now. like flipping back to Babylonian time. We like left Babylonian oh, yep. time and we're coming full circle. Yep. Yep. And I'm so like, this is basically I'll be good and I you'll get the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, okay, so if we're back to that, then we might as well bring back the fucking. Uh, give it a few years. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it's all cyclical. So, <laughs> so, all right. After all of this, I'm sure that you're thinking, but Jason, I was unaware of the fact that New Year's celebrations were so religious. But Jason, I was unaware of the fact that New Year's resolutions and celebrations were so religious. Yes. So it did start with religion, right? Okay. But as we've gotten older as a planet and as a species, we haven't gotten that much smarter, but we've gotten older. (laughs) uh, I certainly have. The New Year's resolution ceremony has changed to be far more secular. Okay. So now it's about going to the gym. Yes. Mm -hmm. So in the early 1800s, in an Irish paper called Walker's Hibernian Magazine or Compendium of Entertaining Knowledge. Wow. That's an incredible title. mouthful. Yeah, I'm a subscriber. Yeah. They would write a satirical piece about New Year's Mm -hmm. where the doctors would be reasonable with their prices and the politicians would put the country first rather than what of their own political needs. Okay. And they're like, these guys are totally going to follow these New Year's resolutions, right? Okay. And they were like, not going to happen. No, and no. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's a satire. Yeah. Don't you understand what satire is? <laughs> we certainly do over here in the Green Isle. Yeah. Have a beer. <laughs> um. Satire and alcoholism. That's what we do. <laughs> and potatoes. And potatoes. Yeah. Have a French fry. It we'll... helps settle the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. The phrase New Year resolutions mm. wouldn't hit the scene until 1813 mm. when a Boston newspaper would use it. 
Okay. Isn't that shocking? It wasn't yeah, a little. 1813. So New Year's resolutions as a phrase came right. from 1813 is the first documented yeah. use of that. Okay, cool. And um, so, and, but people have like forever, people have been like marking the new year, whenever the fuck it was in right. March or wherever, by changing something about their lives. Right. Right. But, but in 1813, it became known as the New Year's Resolution. Right. The okay. phrase suddenly appeared. Mm-hmm. And basically that phrase stuck hard. Because okay. we're still using it. Sure. Right? You know, the practice is alive and well. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, nowadays, way more people give themselves goals that doesn't pertain to that of God. Right. Sure. Right? So there are some resolutions that triumph over the rest of the most popular goals every year. Okay. Can you guess them? Going to the gym? Mm-hmm. Uh, eating better? Yeah. Um, not hitting your child as much? That's an extreme one that I feel is not... Not shaking your dogs mm, anymore. Yeah, those don't seem really uh, plausible. Um, not kicking homeless people as you see them. All right, under... so those were all great guesses. <laughs> but uh, I've got the official results from last year's poll. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. So from a Marist poll taken on 12-20-2018. A what? A Marist poll. Marist. Yeah. Okay, sure. We have some amazing results. Yeah, we have a poll. so excited <laughs> to be able to talk about such a large poll on the podcast. I'm sure you are. It's so large and official. Ooh. Ooh. So, okay, the top resolutions are mm-hmm. be a better person, 12%. Oh, be best. Be best. <laughs> yes. Weight loss, 12%. Okay. Exercise more, 9%. So you want to be a better person and less of a person. Yes. Got it. Eat healthier, 9%. Huh. Get a better job, 9%. Mm. Improve health, 7%. Quit mm-hmm. smoking, 6%. Spend less and save more, 6%. Those are the big ones. All right. Right? I mean, that all that could apply to most people. Right. Except for the smoking, maybe. <laughs> well, and what's wild is that these are often the top answers year after year mm-hmm. from the poll, right? Mm-hmm. So now that we know the top answers for what resolutions people are trying to keep, let's yeah. take a look at the number of people who actively participate in this pagan ritual. Oh, of New Year's resolution. Yes. It is a pagan ritual. It is. I love it. You're welcome. Thank- what? Are you a pagan now? I mean, I do more pagan things than I do otherwise. Sure, but if you're pagan, you have to worship some god. Well, I have to mo- worship multiple. Lots of them. Yeah. Lots of them, in fact. I if- worship myself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's way worse than paganism. <laughs> About 44% of the American population make plans to revolutionize themselves. Okay. Um, every year. Basically every year, mm-hmm. around that number. Seems like that a lot means still. about 56% of people in the U.S. are not participating in this. Okay. They are Puritans. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Because 56% of people are Puritans. <laughs> yes. No, I think I think really 56% of people have just given up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> What's the damn point? Be best. I'm never going to be best. (laughs) I'm never even going to be all that good. Yeah. I'm just the president. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. What's even more wild than those numbers is that after all of that, Mm -hmm. only 8% of the 44% making said goals actually follow through. That's not very many percent. It's a small people. Sure. Small. It's a small people. <laughs> we are a small people. <laughs> but we did succeed. But, but we all have our foreskins. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we are a small people now that we've dieted. <laughs> um, but, okay, so only 8% of people like follow through on whatever the resolution is that they've got going. Well, if you think about it, it's probably more like 
two to four percent. I mean, eight percent of the people who engage in the resolution. Yeah, yeah. So when I found this out, I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. that's a crazy low number." Mm-hmm. Why is it that we can't figure out our shit and make these goals happen? Because habits are hard to break. All right. Well, there's actually a, a and logic. Also, in to this. get a better job, you have to have someone. You have to be worthy of hiring. <laughs> <laughs> I work hard for the money. Uh-huh. Please. Uh-huh. I want to. <laughs> if you just talk to Janice in HR, she'll oh, vouch no. for me. Janice is who fired me. <laughs> I keep trying to talk to Linda, but she says, sorry, my hands are tied. <laughs> Linda became the bad cop of HR. I know. Crazy. So I was curious about this, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, why is it so hard? Every article that I read about this talked about the same thing. Okay. Resolutions that people come up with. When they make them, they're too big or they're too vague. Yeah. There's not a specific timeline. There's not specific goals to right. achieve it. It's like lose weight. Get in shape is yeah. not a thing that a person can do in January. Yeah. And, and if that wasn't enough, then mm-hmm. there's a loss of the luster. Like once the day that you said you're going to do it comes. Sure. They're like, so So Julie Beck, who's a senior <laughs> editor. at You're the, like, it turns out January 1st actually just is the day after December 31st. Yeah. <laughs> it's just another day. Yeah. What? What? So Julie Beck, a senior editor at The Atlantic, would write, quote, a fresh start is only fresh while you're anticipating it. Once the new oh. year begins, it's no longer special. Then it's shit you've got to do. All right. So so not only it's the fact that you have like this upcoming goal coming, mm-hmm. like it's now here, mm-hmm. and it's a goal that's too big, but now the lust of that one night stand with the goal is mm-hmm. gone. So mm-hmm. you're like... It's all... See, that's... Uh, humankind. Come on. It's yeah. all about the hunt. But uh, so basically... In an article by HowStuffWorks.com, Michael Kitchens, who is not a chef, but an assistant professor of psychology at Lebanon Valley College, uh-huh. he would be quoted saying, quote, set a goal that is challenging but manageable. Mm-hmm. This is a sensitive balance that really can only be made by each person. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about, like, people are making these giant goals. Like you just said, like, just lose weight. That's too much. If you If you go for something that's like lose 10 pounds by March, then you now know that that's what you're aiming for and then you can start to take steps to go for said goal. Sure. Basically, if you make too big of a list or too big of a goal without a plan... You're going to fail. Yeah, to how to implant it. You're going to fail. Yeah, you're going to fail and then you're going to be on Janice from HR's shit list. You you are going to fail. (laughs) So, Kitchens also has opinions on resolutions that are bad habits as Mm -hmm. well. Basically, his opinion on bad habits is that if you're going to tackle smoking, drinking, or eating too much, it's better to only do one at a time Mm -hmm. since they're vices that help with stress, which is also ironic because they cause stress. And you also have to replace them with sex. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, completely. Oh, okay. This is my my advice. If you're going to quit smoking, you should replace all that time with sex. Well, I don't smoke. Otherwise, I would do you that. You should start. So yeah, you quit. I don't need to do that. <laughs> and then replace it. <laughs> so, all right. He says, quote, while these vices are especially difficult to overcome, they can be beaten. Yes, they can. One of the best ways. Just is- look at me. Yeah. I'm the perfect person. You've done it. Yeah, I've done all those things. Name name, name a vice. Uh, That's not sex. Oh. God, now <laughs> I can think about sex. <laughs> Uh, biting your nails. Replaced it with sex. Oh, good. Yay. So, okay. He said one of the best ways to beat the vices is to have a social support system, Mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense. Sure. That you have sex with. Yes. (laughs) 
So Kitchens is basically saying, like, people can make great changes in their lives. Yeah. But he suggests that people try hard to make their changes manageable so that you don't have to fail, feel shitty, and then gorge yourself on said vice. All right. So it's like if someone's struggling with smoking and wants to cut back on eating too much, he's like, tackle one first. Sure. And that way, like, you're not going to be like, I failed at both, so now right. I'm going to smoke an entire carton of cigarettes while I eat this chocolate cake by myself. Totally. Bah. Okay. I've been there, too. I've been there, too. I love cake. And smoking. I love all sorts of cake. I know what you mean. Yes. Oi. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In addition to the vices and, the, and all that stuff, he basically said that there's some issues with how long it takes people to make the change and to celebrate the change, right? Okay. I had always read that it takes about a month to form a habit, right? Oh, okay. So it actually takes about 66 days to have a habit become habit forming. Really? Yeah. Okay. 66. Days. Days. Okay. This 66 day thing is why so many people buy gym memberships in January and then never use them. Yeah. So another- Oh, because they haven't, they don't give it the two months it's going to take exactly. to actually become- you're saying that in order to, like, keep on the path of a resolution, kind right. of, you have to give it the time it's going to take. I exactly. See. I see. So another psychologist, Dr. Cargill, mm -hmm. revealed that people spend money to try and solve a problem, and as a result, around 67% of all new gym memberships will go unused in the new year. Sad. They basically are like, I want to lose weight. The only way I know how to do things is to spend money at it. So, and I'm like, just make it rain on me. If you're not going to use a damn sure. gym membership. Also, you know, just take Jason's lifestyle, really, because you don't really go to the gym, Jim, but you keep an incredible shape just here around the house. Thank you. You're welcome. I do go to the gym occasionally. Well, don't right now because, like, I know well, you no, do No, I'm sometimes. not doing it right now. January it's, and it's February in the gym are horrible. Yeah. I'm going to go after this and I just hate myself for it. Oh, you're going to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> All right. So people keep buying into this new year, new me thing sure. rather than starting right when they're inspired to do it because of advertisements. They're basically pumping yeah. out messages saying that if you lose weight, you'll find love right. or other bullshit like Did that. Did you notice that? I don't know if you watched any of this, but the New Year's Rockin' Eve this year was uh, ha like uh, sponsored by Planet Fitness. Of course it was. And everybody was wearing Planet Fitness hats and the whole thing was in those colors of the thing and it was half the commercials you'd see was that. I was like, oh God. But that's the point. So yeah. they're basically saying like, you should, you should do something. Yes, exactly. January and, 1st isn't just another day. It's the most important day. Right. And and for me, I've always been the kind of person where it's like, if I want to do something, I do it right then. Mm -hmm. But I also learned how to do that. Sure. You know, it's the kind That's of thing. That's a habit. Right. It, I did 66 days of doing what I meant to do right <laughs> yeah. then. And now it's what I do. So, um, so another huge reason for people to fail in their resolutions is that there aren't any stakes involved. What is happening? I wanted to do that. I threw a <laughs> bottle cap at Jason. I just wanted to do it because I'm turning over a new leaf. That's a bad and resolution. And now I'm a person who just does what he wants. <laughs> no, what have I done? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, another huge reason for people to fail in their resolutions mm -hmm. is that there aren't any stakes involved. Okay. Right? So lots of people want well, to- Well, sure, you're eating less red meat. Oh, God. No, oh, not, not those kind of steaks. So lots of people want to do better, right? But there's no incentive like God's punishing them anymore, mm -hmm. right? So if you want to do something, right? Mm -hmm. If you really deep down really want to do the gym membership or things like that, the websites we're talking about, like, you can give yourself a prize when you achieve a certain goal. Mm. Or if you're more into punishment, you can make yourself <laughs> have to pay a fine or get punished somehow. Okay, sure. And I'm like, well, but if you're really into punishment, then you may not get to do the thing you want. Anyway, the point is... <laughs> 
have fun consenting to what you want to do. I think you need to talk to Mr. Kitchens. Yeah. <laughs> Psychologist, right? Yep. Yeah. And that being said, there's so many sites out there to help people who are trying to make resolutions happen yeah. with ways to break down the goals in a healthy way so that people don't feel bad about like sure. messing up and failing and stuff yeah. like that. Because you can't go to the gym all year no. today. You yeah. can go to the gym today today. Yeah. So, what is the bright side to New Year's resolutions? I don't know. It sounds like so few people really like follow through on them. All right. Well, I found a great bright side. Okay. When New Year's resolutions are actually followed, Mm -hmm. they do change people's lives. True. And not just the person who's participating in said resolution, but the families and loved ones, too. Sure. Because, for example, if someone is smoking Mm -hmm. and shortening their life, they are stealing from all the people that love them. And if a few people can stop that habit, then the world's a little better off and people get more time with said family member. Interesting. So even though it's a small, small group, the ones that do stick it out... They're having a huge impact on people. Very true. There's also a sense of community from people who participate in this practice with others mm-hmm. that, that basically help hold each other accountable. Even though I am of the opinion that start your thing when you want to start it. Sure. There are a lot of they people... sell gym memberships in July, too. Yeah. and But it's the kind of thing where it's like, I know some people do need to set a date to start. Yeah. And, you know, I, I encourage you to try to start, like, May 5th. <laughs> Why not? May 5th is a great day. Yeah. But, you know, if they if they want to do it on a big day that everyone else is doing it. So Just, you know what? Do a New Year's resolution. Do it in March, though. Let's respect March again. Yeah. Remember? In March. Yeah. It's my month. March gets no love for New Year's resolutions it's anymore. Me. So I want to bring that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and here's something else. While many people do fail in their goals, plenty of people are able to implement a few of them into their lives. Mm-hmm. So, so even... The 8% of people are the people who succeed in everything. Right. I see. Some of them succeed in a... Maybe don't give yourself 90 yeah. resolutions. Give <laughs> yourself two. All right. That's just like a 19-year-old. Look give himself 90. Edwards. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. So, That's too many. And, but but the thing is that even if you... If you've got, like, say, five resolutions, right? And mm-hmm. even if you only are managed to succeed in one or two of them, you're still a little bit better. True. Than where you were. So... There is so the bright side really is that to whatever extent that they're that they that, that, that they work, there is still this like impetus that is so culturally well it's it's worldwide right this impetus to be better right like, to improve yourself somehow or to like improve your outlook or something so the first of the year even though it's just another day it still spurs in us this hope. Right, so every new year comes with a whole bunch of hope. We'll destroy it by February, but still, <laughs> it's there at the beginning. Exactly, and hope sustains us. Yeah, the first of the year brings with it a lot of like sense of possibility of right. what's coming up for you. You know, and I think that that is good. I think that that's a bright side. Well, and there's know? also because we've made it this kind of day of starting over mm-hmm. for some people. It is a way for them to essentially believe they've got a fresh start. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people out there that do think they can't take the next step mm. because they're stuck where they are and they, they just can't do it. And then it's like, but if someone said to them, I'm giving you a fresh start, then mm-hmm. they would do it. Well, all right. Well, then how about this? Will you? I know you're not a person who does the New Year's resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. But will you, for the sake of our listeners, if you were to make a resolution, what would it be? You know, I think what I would try to do is I would try to see 
my friends more often. I like it. Because I feel like I don't see my friends enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking for your friends, you don't. Oh. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Janice. I think but that that's something that I would that I would aim for because it's something that I feel like would make me a better person all around because seeing people who make me smile and laugh yeah. makes me more happy. I love it. And inclined to do nice things to other people. I love it. How about that's you? Totally valid. Oh, um quitting heroin. <laughs> so I Perfect. hope that uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're doing great. Yeah, we're podcasted on a Good so far. It's January fourth and I haven't yet. So I that's know cool. that we were renewed for another season, but that didn't mean that you should start up a heroin again. Yeah. Calm down, we renewed ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we still got the green light. <laughs> So, Happy New Year's, everybody. Uh, thank you, Jason, for this surprise theme, theme episode. I love it. Yeah, Happy Akatu. Yeah, Happy Akatu, indeed, to you. <laughs> you I, keep doing you, babe. I love that we're still celebrating pagan rituals. Yes. In little ways. If you are a listener and you have some New Year's resolutions, I hope that you stick to them, okay? Don't be that 92%. Don't. Be the 8. Yes. Yes. And we hope you have a wonderful 2019. We'll see you again next week. Yes. Yay. It's going to be a good year. Well, Bye. Bye. This is Janice from HR. Where have you been? <coughs> Cut the bullshit, Phil. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Brightside K and J, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.